Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast, a peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Cassangina. Hi guys, welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. I'm really excited to bring to you a guy today who um, I've been a fan of for a long time, and that's the honest truth. Uh, since I've been in, in online marketing for the last 15 years, he was one of the first uh, guys that I really followed, followed online. Uh, we're recording this at, uh, at uh, um, my friend's house. We've sort of uh, got a few people around, so there'll be a bit of background noise. <laughs> he uh, headed off to the airport for his flight back home. So, um, And I wanted to quote, um, it's really instructive and it really, uh, really communicates um, what he's achieved in. So we're going to go with that. He's uh, Mitch has written, "Who's the Godfather of Internet Marketing?" And I think that's very appropriate. <coughs> creating the first ever online ad tracking platform. Imagine creating the world's second PPC. Imagine inventing the tricking the tracking pack pixel. Sorry, if I can speak. Brunson, you know, Russell Brunson, the Russell Brunson's first mentor. Imagine co-keynoting a five thousand person seminar with Jay Abraham. Imagine co-hosting events with Gary Halbert. Imagine creating $3 billion industry, starting over 30 companies, one of them becoming the 36th most visited website on the internet within six weeks of launching. That's number 36 worldwide. 14 books in 25 languages, several of them number one bestsellers. Uh, this dude is a godfather, and uh, um, I'd like to introduce to you one of the OGs of internet marketing. And I say that with... Uh, um, with uh, genuine sincerity, uh, Mark Joyner. So, Mark, uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking out time for your busy schedule. Um, thanks for that, uh, and thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Really looking forward to this. Cool, man. So, can I get? To, um, I've covered a little bit of some of your achievements uh, already in that uh, that intro that Mitch wrote. Um, can you tell us uh, how about how you got started and where you came from? I mean, aside from what we've already mentioned. Well, in terms of online marketing. Uh, I mean, my first experience with the internet goes all the way back to the ARPANET. In, in fact, um, when I was very young, my uncle was doing some work for uh, the defense industry. ARPANET was the predecessor to the internet. He had one of these old school teletype machines that got hooked yeah, up yeah. to you know the, uh, the ARPANET system by one of these old earmuff uh, yeah, I know the modems, ones. right? <laughs> way back in the old day. And we didn't have screens. We had you know scrolls of paper. Wow. <laughs> you know, and the type was actually, it was a typewriter. Um, and then I didn't have any interaction with any of that stuff until many years later. I wanted to get into entrepreneurialism and I discovered these bulletin board systems before the internet really blew up. And I started marketing and selling things there. And then when the internet started getting big in the early, early 90s, like around 1990, 1991, while I was in the army, I started creating websites and attempting to sell things before people were even using the internet for e-commerce. And what happened was, is I, I started having some early success. You know, some of my websites started blowing up. I was getting success selling a lot of stuff, and people just started coming to me asking me, like, "How are you making this happen?" Right? Like, what you know, what are you doing? So, sort of by default, I, I didn't have any interest in becoming uh, a marketing guru. Yeah, I hadn't taken any formal marketing training. <laughs> you know, like all my marketing uh, philosophy basically came from applying, you know, reading psychology books and learning military strategy and applying it metaphorically to yeah. online marketing. So it just sort of happened by happenstance. And then uh, you know, over the years, you know, I just started inventing new things and you know, playing around with new things and just had a good old time with it. And uh, 
there's a lot that happened between <laughs> now and then, but, but that was the, the early days. Yeah, cool, man. And um, uh, you've touched on this a bit, but what, are, what about uh, the copywriting aspect? Because uh, you're not a really specialist copywriter, which is the kind of guest I normally have on the show, but I really wanted to uh, um, uh, have you on the show because uh, it's been such an integral part of your success. Definitely. Well, I think copywriting is essential. Um, I mean, it just so happens that I, um, I don't know how it happened, but I, I ended up having some talent with it. I was very lucky. I didn't even read any copywriting books, but I started writing some stuff trying to sell. Yeah. And then, uh, then I finally read uh, Victor O. Schwab's book, How yeah. to Write a Good Advertisement. And then I started writing some decent ads. And then over time, I just started getting more and more into it. And also, what, was, what I think was quite integral with that was that I was the guy who was bringing a lot of the old direct marketing guys online. Mm. So for example, you know, Joe Vitale years ago wrote this book called Hypnotic Writing and he let it go out of print and uh, I contacted him and I said, hey Joe, I said, let me turn this into an ebook." And Joe always loves this story, it's just so funny. <laughs> and he goes, he says, nobody's gonna read an ebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it took me like two years to convince him to do it. And I said, Joe, I said, you're not doing anything with this book anyway, right? You know, let me convert it into an ebook and see what happens. And uh, first day we did it, you know, we ended up, you know, making him about fifty thousand dollars, I think, which wow. was great. But anyway, the point is, is because I was able to befriend a lot of these old school direct marketing geniuses, like you know, Joe Sugarman's a good friend, uh, you know, geez, uh, you know, um, Ted Nicholas, guys like that, I was friends with Gary Halbert. Just being friends with those people and hanging around with them through osmosis, I was able to absorb so much. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. That's why I hang around uh, guys like you and Mitch so much. I just want to uh, come back to a point that you made mm. and uh, um, a bone of contention that I have with a lot of online marketers is they kind of read a book and they start, uh, you know, I guess the modern equivalent of that is they, they start reading uh, other people's uh, Facebook posts and suddenly they're an expert. Whereas you did it the other way around. You, you actually started doing the thing. You actually yeah. started putting in your own time and effort and, and spending your own money. And uh, that was your education. And that, it was, uh, wasn't until after you'd actually started doing that uh, that you actually really started to, to read the official language. It's, it's, like, it's like the way guys um, put together a, 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 a piece of IKEA furniture. You, know, you just uh, open the box and, and try and throw something together and then you read the instructions. You, you're making such a great point. I used to joke about this back in the old days. I would say, uh, you know, a lot of these online marketing experts are doing something very dangerous. You know, it's like throwing up a shingle in front of a, yeah. a storefront and saying, you know, all of a sudden I'm a surgeon. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, if, if you're telling people that you're a marketing expert and you don't really know anything about it and you don't have any experience about it, you are ruining that person's mm. life mm. because they're going to take that advice and they're going to be making financial decisions on that advice that could, you know, obviously ruin their business and then ruin their <laughs> livelihood. And since then, this has actually become sort of like an epidemic problem now. I mean, I'm, you've seen this all over the place. Yeah. You've got guys who are not just online marketing experts, but experts in everything, but they're not really experts. They say that they're experts so that they can make money. And I think it's, uh, I, I mean, it's interesting. It's cool that, that anybody can like pop on and, and start selling stuff. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. But as with anything that amplifies power, you can amplify it for good and you can amplify it for evil as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things that I was taught um, early in my marketing career, my, my online marketing career by, um, you know, 
One example is the uh, the the guy who I won't name that we we were talking about back in Australia. Mm. Um, one of the things that he had a lot of great advice. One of the things that he said um, was, uh, you know, fake it till you make it. Yeah. And um, and uh, I was probably under that spell for a little while, but now I think it's absolute bullshit. It, it depends. It depends. But in, in almost all cases, yeah. if you're trying to teach something you don't have the results in, I mean, I think that that's pretty much the point you were saying. It, yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, the flip side of that is I think that people use that phrase sometimes very well-intentioned and sometimes uh, not so well. Yeah. You know, again, and I think the, the, the good intention behind that is that sometimes people don't have confidence. And then sometimes, they, like the pickup community, yeah. right, for example, you know, what they teach a lot of these young men is that they, they need to start acting as if they have confidence. And then over time, that confidence can genuinely become yeah. a legitimate yeah. part of their psyche. Yeah, for sure. Right? But, you know, that's a very, very different thing from yeah. like faking that you can do something and charging money for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, um, especially if you're talking about um, helping people start a business or, you know, um, uh, or throw all their money at, at Facebook ads mm. or something or make any financial decisions real stuff like like confidence you, you can sort of go out there and it doesn't re- it literally doesn't cost you anything to to go to pump up your chest and and have those thoughts in your mind and and to sort of uh, act confident until you become confident yeah but uh, if you're um, uh, what I see a lot of is uh, um, especially for from newbie marketers and and it's often not their fault if, if they not they don't have their thinking right because mm. uh, they're probably uh, polluted <laughs> by a lot of uh, fake it till you make it artists right. you know, they, they, they say you know um, I'm having trouble uh, starting up my business I want to teach uh, this marketing thing but I don't have any experience in it yeah and 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 uh, yeah sometimes people will enable them with stuff like oh you know uh, do this tactic or do this ta-. but uh, but usually thankfully someone will call them out and say if you don't have any experience or results you know why are you teaching it yeah well, one nice thing about being a fake marketing guru that, that uh, is sort of, um, I, I suppose, just in a sense, for the egregiousness of it all, is that if you don't know how to market and you're selling yourself as a marketing guru, you're not going to market yourself very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's quite fortunate. It's a, it's a nice little uh, feedback. That's why, that's, why, that's why these uh, um, uh, fly by that marketing gurus come and go so quick, I guess. Indeed, indeed. And the ones who stick around for a long time... They do they, it right, it, yeah. And maybe there were some people who did fake it in the beginning who eventually figured it out. Yeah, yeah. You know. But they, they would have to do something right along the way. And that's what, that's what I want to um, dive into uh, with you today. Um, about all, right all, the, all the right things that you did yeah. um, along the way. You know, because you started so many businesses. You started breakthrough ideas. Um, and uh, you've uh, uh, associated yourself with, with so many um, uh, good marketers, and uh, and uh, that's that's another um, thing that uh, um, that I respect you for for, for being uh, on on a level with all those guys. Well, thank you for that. Appreciate it. So, um, what what's uh, my my question is, what can people do if they're listening to this and, and they're they're looking to get started up um, and marketing themselves successfully online, assuming they're not faking it until they make it. Right. Um, what, what's, a, what's a couple of things that they can do to really kickstart an online business? Well, first off, we have, we have to make a really clear distinction here, right? There, there is a very big difference between using online marketing as a tool, which can be used as a tool for anything, 
And as we've learned very recently, even politics, yeah, yeah. right? You know, over the last couple of elections, it was integral. Mm. And in fact, in the very last election, you know, in this time, as you and I are speaking, Donald Trump is the president. You know, whatever people think about him one way or the other, the way he used the internet was extremely powerful. Yeah. And Barack Obama's campaign were also very cleverly used the internet. Yeah. Right? So, you know, if, if we're talking about, you know, online business, um, you know, I want to make very clear, when I speak about that now, I'm talking about using it as a platform, it is a medium, right? Now, for yeah. people who want to become online marketing gurus, well, go out and start real businesses online yeah. and learn how to market online. And then if you've got some legitimate successes, then you can you know leverage that to be an expert because there is a lot of money in the expert business. Mm. But be a real expert. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but let's talk about how to really be successful in marketing something, yeah. anything on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. So the, the first thing that I would tell people is, is to not be afraid to make a lot of mistakes. Now, when I was in the Defense Language Institute, uh, when I was in the U.S. Army, my, my first job in the U.S. Army was in the military intelligence community. We don't have to get too deep into to what I did there. Um, but I went to a school, uh, got trained in the Korean language, and I graduated at the top of my class there. And one of the reasons why I graduated at the top of my class was that I went out and I met a lot of Korean people. And I unabashedly was like, hey, you're Korean? I'm like, oh, hang up with And I would start like just speaking to them in Korean, even though I knew it was bad. And this is what I tell people learning languages. Now, this seems like it's a bit of a, a, a tangential point, but it's integrally important to what we're talking about. So when I tell people who are wanting to learn a new language is, hey, go out and use the language and do not be afraid to make mistakes and be aware that people are going to laugh at you and make fun of you. They're going to ridicule you. They're going to go, no, no, that's not how you say it. Well, guess what? That's how you get corrected. Well, that same kind of feedback mechanism is going to happen online. You're going to try something and it's either going to work and make you a lot of money or it's not. And you want to start making observations. And it, I don't care how many books you read, if you're not doing that as your bread and butter, you are not going to get good and not just online marketing, you're not gonna get good at anything, Yeah, yeah. right? And the real key thing here is getting the ego in check, right? Because your ego is afraid of being wrong. Your ego is afraid of making mistakes. And if you, I, I think that if people don't master that to some degree, they will never achieve any level of significance in any field at all. I think it's, I think it's absolutely essential. So that's the, that's the very base foundation. And I would say, as you're doing that, then be reading a lot of books, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. But don't, make, don't think that you're really learning as you're reading books. Wim Hof, I'll say one last thing about that. I could probably ramble about this <laughs> point for ages, but Wim Hof, uh, of whom I am a, a, a student, um, I haven't met him personally yet, but I've been studying his technique and using it um, quite a bit. He, said, he has a great saying, he says, feeling is understanding. Feeling is understanding. He tells people, listen, you know, I, there are these scientists who are trying to explain why my method works. And there is a lot of legitimate science behind what the man does. And it is learnable and it's trainable. But you have to get in there and experience it yourself. And then you get to what Tony Robbins calls, you know, unconscious competence, right? You know, that's the higher level. But unconscious competence does not happen without practice, without copious practice. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. And the people who know my story who are listening to podcasts will know um, how I, I, was, I was really struggling in the beginning of my career. It was really when I started to go to uh, different seminars or join coaching groups um, because uh, Adelaide's a real small town. You've been there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, there's, there's not that many um, marketers or marketing events there. It's growing now, but... But uh, the truth is that on the eastern seaboard of Australia is pretty much where it's at. So uh, mm-hmm. when I started going to those events all up and down the east coast, uh, that's, that's when my career started taking off. That's when I really started learning. And that's mm-hmm. why um, I did things like I flew to Sydney to a seminar um, uh, without uh, uh, necessarily having a ticket to fly home. So mm-hmm. um, that, that's the lengths that I went to to do exactly uh, what you're saying here. You know, here's one interesting thing. To bring this back to copywriting, Many of the great copywriting coaches that I have met, yeah, I know, um, I, I can remember dinners where both Ted Nicholas and Gary Halbert said to me over dinner, get great sales letters and copy them by hand. Now, yeah. I don't know who originally came up with that idea, but it, it's repeated by almost all of them now, uh, at least the ones who really know what they're talking yeah. about, right? And I think it's a, a fantastically good idea because it gets the, the neural pathways engaged, yeah, yeah. right? But by the way, that's still not enough. Yeah, copy out those, those newsletter, the, uh, the great uh, sales letters that perform well. And by the way, make sure that you're copying- The good ones. Good ones. The ones that got results. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, not everybody tells you the truth about true, them. That's true, that's <laughs> right? So you really gotta find out. I mean, there, there are a lot of ones that we know that are, that are great, you know, like Lazy Man's Way to Riches. Yeah, that's Gary great. Halbert's Coat of yeah. Arms letter. You know, that was the single most mailed piece of direct mail in the history of the planet. That's a must copy. That is a must copy. And it's a tiny little letter. Yeah. But there's so many little things you can learn from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, And I can remember having uh, sheets of reams of paper of of handwritten, uh, hand-copied sales letters uh, on my desk at home when I've I've done that at the start of my career. Um, but the point uh, that, that you're getting at is, is uh, amazingly valid and, and amazingly something that a lot of people miss out on. Yeah. Where, um, and I think you were probably uh, coming to this next, which, so forgive me if, I, if I'm uh, um, uh, uh, taking the words out of your mouth, but you're, you're talking about you know, uh, copying the, the sales letters is one thing, but what, what will be a lot more valuable is to actually um, run them like you did when you started out uh, to, act, to actually run your own sales letters. Obviously not those ones you copy, but your own, and start getting results that way. 100%. Now, and this is a really good segue into another important copywriting concept, uh, which is important for, for any business, and it's the idea of swipe files. Yeah. Right? And what a lot of people mistakenly think is that, okay, I'm copying out those letters so that I can like, you know, for example, a guy will take a headline, you know, like, um, you know what, what's some of the classic headlines you can think of you know like the what they all the, laughed they all laughed and yeah. it was exactly the one I was thinking of right they all laughed when I sat down in front of the piano and then when I started to play yeah, right? yeah. but some people will say they all laughed when I started my online yeah. business <laughs> no that's not the point yeah. the point is that you got to understand conceptually what that headline is about mm. because there are psychological principles and triggers that are being pulled in that headline that's what real swiping is, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like it's looking at the structures, looking at the psychology and saying, okay, how can I apply the same structures, the same psychology to what I want to write about? Not like, how do I change a few words yeah, to make yeah, the letter yeah, about yeah. this, about my stuff? Yeah. Right? 
because that's kind of the um, the minimum mental effort that, that some people go to and it's always tempting and we've all fallen for that before but um, but uh, uh, you need to break past that and and understand the deeper meanings of these headlines and what they're actually psychologically doing well you say break past that and that's a, a beautiful segue to probably the best response to that and that is one of the greatest copywriting books of all time and I'm sure you know which one I'm gonna bring up now breakthrough advertising yeah, yeah. right the whole purpose of breakthrough advertising what you know Eugene Schwartz was saying hey look how do you break into a market right and he says and this is the antidote to the paint by numbers copying system of copywriting that so many people do you need to come up with something original that screams out of the din of noise mm. and bullshit that mm. is out there right and how do you do that it's not a simple thing that book is probably the most difficult to understand copywriting book out there mm. right but it's also I think maybe the most rewarding one I think I had to read that probably 15 times before yeah. I felt like yeah. I really had it yeah that's one of the ones that uh, um a lot of top copywriters, uh, including me, credit with uh, um, a good part of, of their success. Oh, no um, doubt. But, no doubt. but you can't just sit, sit through it one time and, and pick out little things that you want to use. It, 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 it's, like, it's a little hard to understand, but um, perhaps for uh, more for a beginner copywriter, once you really get to understand the psychology of marketing and copywriting, that's when new things will jump out. It's like yeah. listen, listening back to an old album from the 80s. You'll, yeah. you'll, and now that it's in high definition on, on iTunes or whatever, you'll, you'll suddenly hear little bits that they recorded that right. you couldn't hear on the old cassette tape or, or the old uh, cheap and crusty record player that you had when you were a teenager. That's a great metaphor, man. One thing I wanna, I wanna just interject in here that I think it's important for people to know, if anybody listening is a, a brand new copywriter, I would not recommend Breakthrough Advertising as your first copywriting book. Yeah. Because it's gonna break your heart. And yeah, crush yeah. it's gonna seem <laughs> too hard. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna understand it, first of all. Yeah. Even as a seasoned copywriter, the first time I read it, I was just like, what is this, man? Like, I, didn't, I really didn't get it, honestly. Mm. Even after I had started a lot of very, very successful businesses and had written a lot of really, really good copy, the first time I read it, I was not impressed. But then I started thinking about it more deeply and hearing more people talk about it. And I was like, oh, I'll just, I guess I'll dig it again. Yeah. <laughs> so for all the newbie guys out there, mm. start out with something easier. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the way you want to build up to something like Breakthrough Advertising. Yeah, that's like, that's the, for sure the PhD course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what is the... Uh, um, <clears throat> What is, the, what is the biggest impact that copies had uh, um, in any of your business? What is, what, what's a business that has been uh, most re more reliant on, on direct response copywriting as you and I describe it? Wow. I mean, is it all of them or is it one standout in particular? I would say, I, I don't think there's any business out there that's not gonna need some copywriting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, now it's interesting with the internet, we have a lot of interesting phenomena that will make businesses grow without the same approaches to copywriting, right? Yeah. But, but here's what's uh, interesting that most people don't understand, and that's that the, the underlying psychological principles are still the same, because human decision processes are still the same. Despite the fact that we're on a radically different medium, if you don't understand how people, you know, like if you look at even the ADA formula, attention, interest, desire, yeah. action, I mean, I think it would be very hard to find any transaction that didn't involve those four steps. Yeah, yeah. Right? But depending on the medium, 
depending on the warmth of the customer. You know, this is something that you know breakthrough advertising talks about. Yeah, you know, yeah. customer awareness levels and yeah, all of yeah. that. You know, you may need greater or lesser um, degrees of uh, or, or greater or lesser lengths of communication, and also um, different. <laughs> you guys can hear lots of noise in the background. You're hearing <laughs> cooking and dogs and all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah. This is the house party right, here. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, to to you know, bring that back, something that happens here is that um, the the sales letter doesn't happen the way it used to all the time now. Like a long form sales letter will still do very very well online. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people will say, "Oh, online, you know, sales letters are dead." Bullshit. No, absolute bullshit. Mind value uses on on every and every product. Do they really? Yeah. They okay. Do. I hear some people say you can't sell without video these days. Nonsense. You can sell with email alone. Yeah, I've done it several times. So many times, Recently, right? Yeah. Yeah, you could sell with with email to phone. I mean, you can I, you could still send postcards out to people. You know, yeah. there's so many different ways to communicate. I, I think not learning direct response copywriting is uh, a terrible idea for any business owner. Because mm. I think that in, even if you're, let's say, let's say your business is Facebook, right? Let's say that's your whole business, and your thing is, I want to create a platform that will get people spreading the platform virally, yeah. and then use that to sell ads. It's a legitimate thing. It's a much harder thing to do than a lot of people realize. But you got to understand, there are still psychological principles behind why that happened. I'll give you an example, right? Um, one of the reasons why Facebook was successful in the beginning was that there was exclusivity to having a Facebook account in the beginning. What a lot of people don't know is that Facebook started out as a university Facebook. In the beginning, it was only available to people that were yeah. attending Harvard, right? You had to have a harvard.edu email address. And then everybody was like, kind of like, well, I've got a Harvard IDU thing. I feel this, this makes me feel special. Yeah. I'm going to sign up for this. They're part of the club. They're part of the club. And guess what, guys? That's direct response copywriting psychology right there. Mm. They're just employing it in a different way. And so what I want to do is I want to open people's minds up to be able to think about principles more than anything else. Because when you can think of a principle and you can apply it metaphorically to other things, your life changes. This is how I learned business and marketing. Like I said, I was I was applying military strategy metaphorically to business because I had a martial arts teacher who was saying, hey, you know, martial arts is a metaphor for everything in life. And I said to myself, hmm, well, if that's true, maybe that will be true in business. And I started thinking about my business in that same way. And sure enough, damn, it works, right? So if you can learn direct response copywriting principles from one of the great guys like Brian here, who I'm hoping you guys are listening to and following consistently all the time, right? Um, you That will change your life, not just in your business, but you'll start to see, and, and this is where it gets really deep, it will start to seep into other areas of your life. How well can you persuade your kids to not go out and mess their lives up, right? You know, how can you persuade your friends who are about to make mistakes? How can you get your friend who has a, a, a bad problem binge eating to meet you at the gym and hang out? Well, if you learn direct response copywriting principles from a guy like Brian, you're going to find out that you're getting benefits like that in your life as well.
Yeah, that's really interesting because um, uh, for those that uh, have followed me for a while, they know that, that we're students of persuasion. We're not just sitting down writing uh, sales letters and emails. We're, we're studying what makes people tick, what, uh, what uh, makes them buy, what, what, uh, what persuades them to do the things they do and why they do them. That's right. Uh, because, you know, um, it's exactly what, what you say, you know, um, it, uh, that, and that's what I found in my own life, you know. Uh, I, I can now know the, the psychology behind a person's decisions that, that is not necessarily in a business context. So it's not, you know, it, it's awesome to use that, to, those powers for, uh, for making money for yourself, and, and you definitely should, but they will also come in handy for other things like the same. Absolutely, absolutely. And we could get into that. I mean, that's, it's, it's such a deep concept. One last <laughs> thing I'll say about that is that it is inherent in human nature to persuade each other. You know, I mean, you can even see little kids. Little kids are master persuaders. Yeah. It, it is inbuilt in us to persuade each other. And a lot of people have a, have a problem with it because they think persuasion is inherently evil, mm. right? And I think that that is a supremely misguided notion. Yeah. Right? Because persuasion can be used for good or evil. Like we were saying earlier, anything that amplifies power can be used for good or evil. And persuasion can certainly be used for good and evil. And if you're selling products, and I certainly hope this is true to everyone listening, <laughs> if you are selling products and services that are genuinely helping people with the problems in their lives, then damn, I hope you become an awesome persuader. Yeah, definitely. And if you follow uh, people like Mark and Mitch, um, then uh, then uh, then you're on the right track. So, I mean, <clears throat> Uh, it's interesting that, that you put it that way because um, while we've been hanging out here at Mitch's place, you know, I've seen you uh, cutting up, cutting the steaks with a steak knife, and so that's a, that's a, um, a, a beautiful use of, of that particular implement. But you can obviously use a knife for evil as well. That's right. Well, yeah, indeed you could. Indeed you could. Yeah. So um, uh, just to change tack here, who is the uh, weirdest or uh, uh, most quirky copywriter? Or marketer that, that you've known because you, I know you've known a lot of a lot of the uh, um, well-known people online. So who's the weirdest person? <laughs> oh my God! What a great question! And, and you can sort of <laughs> yeah, you can sort of choose what kind of details and stories that, that you want to, um, but uh, be aware that this does go out public. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of who. Almost everybody that is a, a marketing guru that, that I have met who is, has gotten really, really good at marketing is a little bit weird. I'm, I'm kind of uh, reluctant to, to name names, but I have seen a lot of very, very strange behavior from almost all of them. Um, and, I don't, and, and I want people to understand, look, when I say that, I, I think it is an artifact of a few things that have allowed them to become successful, right? Mm. And one of them is the fact that if, you're, if you've got that sensibility we were talking about earlier, yeah. which is like you're not afraid to make mistakes in front of people. Yeah. That means that you can be in front of a group of people and say and do a lot of really random stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I know I certainly can, <laughs> right? I know I've got a lot of really weird things that I do in my life. Like, I'm obsessed with my health. Mm. You know, at 49, I'm still doing MMA training and all this crazy stuff. Yeah. You know, and I do bizarre things, things that normal people would think are quite strange, mm. you know, for my health. You know, for example, I was talking about Wim Hof earlier. You know, one of the things that is involved in the Wim Hof method is taking baths in ice water. <laughs> ice <laughs> you know, water. Ice water. Yeah. Now, when I first did this, when I was in MMA training, when I was uh, younger, I had to just grit my teeth through it and I could barely stand like 30 seconds of it. 
Now I can sit in a tub of ice water, I mean super cold ice water for five minutes doing their breathing technique and I'm fine, I'm totally chill. Now a lot of people who hear about me doing that, they think what kind of freak <laughs> puts himself in a tub of ice water, and I don't mean just like water with a little bit of ice. I mean it's like half yeah, ice, yeah. I've seen half the water. Yeah, you've seen it, right? Um, and you know what? I, I don't care that people think that's strange because I know that it has such tremendously powerful benefit for me. Um, all I can say is, you know, go go to an event where you're hanging out with a bunch of marketers, and you're going to see a lot of weird people doing weird stuff and you know what it's all good man yeah it's, it's that, all good <laughs> that's exactly what i was going to say because uh, um uh having known you the past few days i got to know you i'm not i've certainly got a perception that you're um uh um a lot different from other people and uh, i mean that in a in a 110 percent complimentary way thank you because um uh, you do things differently and this is what uh we're trying to get across in this point uh for the listeners you know um because sometimes we get caught up in this bullshit where we think we're different. We have to we have to be like all the gurus, and we have to be a certain way. Uh, I think the best way, and this is what you were kind of alluding to, is just to be yourself and and uh, do you. Okay, let me flip this around, and I want to ask you a question, and I want to tell you. I swear to God, no matter what you say, I promise I, I will I will not hold it against Go you. <laughs> I can't say I won't be offended. I can't promise that, right? Because uh, nobody can promise that. But I mean, I, I certainly you know wouldn't hold a grudge about it. I'm I'm curious. You say that I am different from other people. I do things differently. What are those things? Because maybe some of that's good, maybe some of it's bad. Let's hear it. Um, the things that, uh, um, uh, that I've noticed a difference are uh, a lot of the stuff with the physical training that, that mm -hmm. we've seen over the last few days. Um, uh, a lot of people get caught up in that, in that bullshit where they get to their late 40s and they think they should be slowing down and getting ready for retirement. Yeah. Um, uh, there are other things uh, such as the uh, current diet that you're on. And then that, that flies in the face of so much wisdom that I've heard. Yeah. But then again, it's just stuff that I've heard. Uh, right. I'm not an expert. So um, if, it, if it works for you, then, then, uh, then, uh, um, then it's totally awesome. Right. So it's stuff like that, stuff that is different, um, that makes you an individual. And that, that is why... Um, uh, you're successful when you write copy because you're not just copying out. Uh, this, this is the thing that I see a, a lot of people do. They, they, they copy out those uh, um, sales letters by hand and then they just write the exact same thing on there. It's like you were talking about with the they all laugh headline. Yeah, that's right. So they just become carbon copies of marketers where you're, you're a unique individual. Right. Now the flip side of that is, and by the way, I, I think it's very important to be you know unabashed about uh, your willingness to try things that standard society thinks is weird or yeah, strange, yeah, right? yeah. to be totally, totally okay with that. But we also have to remember that social norms did, in a sense, well, at least this is, this is one of my hypotheses about it. This has probably been said before, but I think it's, it's possible that social norms came about as sort of like a tribal immune system. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, hey, over time we, we develop a whole bunch of wisdom that says that this is the stuff that's going to make the tribe more likely to survive yeah yeah right so you know be cautious about the weird stuff that you do like the diet that i'm trying now i'll just say i'm, I'm doing the, the quote-unquote carnivore diet um which is basically all you're eating is meat i've yeah. only done it for eight weeks people don't use this as, a, <laughs> as an endorsement okay i'm not telling people go out and try this by any stretch of the imagination but i've also been a raw vegan 
You know, mm. I did that for an entire year. Like the, the most hardcore version of raw veganism called 80-10-10, which is like you're basically eating all mostly fruit, like yeah, 90% yeah. fruit all day long. And then maybe a little bit of salad and a couple of, you know, uh, of uh, nuts every few days. Yeah, yeah. I've tried so many different things, right? But here's the thing. I have also researched these things before I tried them. And I've also been paying very, very close attention to how I feel, right? And I think that the healthier that you get, and I think healthiness is also a metaphor for being good at anything. When I say healthy, I'm talking about a broader sense of health, yeah, yeah. right? The healthier you get in your body, the better you probably are at knowing like, ooh, wait a minute, man, what I just put in my body ain't right. And I think that when you're unhealthy, those feedback mechanisms are probably a little bit messed up. So you probably don't know what's good or what's bad. So be willing to try all sorts of things, but do your research. And, and by the way, you know, to tie this back to copywriting, and you know, these, by the earlier, right? Think metaphorically. When you think metaphorically, your life totally changes mm. and you start to find things that you can apply to your life. You learn in one field to whole other fields. To bring this back to copywriting, yeah, be willing to take risks with your copy, but also, you know, don't do things that you you are going to be ashamed of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like um, missing a headline in on a sales letter or something. Obviously, the headline you need that. So, um, but it's just a just a very a random example. So, well, I mean, you could test it. Yeah, right? <laughs> that, that, that is. A, <laughs> Maybe a guy will make it work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So even even that um, can be tested, but indeed. But, for the most part, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to skip. Dale's letter without a call to action. Yeah, not it. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So um, what, what I'll wrap this up is the book that you have out now. It's called Mind Control Marketing. Mm. Um, and I'm, now I'm going to give you a link to, uh, to Mark's website to uh, do that. So Mind Control Marketing was a condensation of psychological and military principles that I learned that I found to be exceedingly useful in my business. Most people talk about the, the psychological principles, but um, that's only the first half of the book. Yeah. Right? So as I was saying earlier, the way I learned marketing originally was learning psychological principles and learning military principles and applying them metaphorically to business. And so what I said was, let me find the best of the best. There are thousands of psychological principles you can learn. Let's find out which ones are what we call in this, the company I'm running now called Simpleology high mean, high impact, minimal effort, right? What are the things that will make the biggest impact in your business with the least effort required? Yeah. And we distill it down to just those few principles and then we teach it to people in the, the quickest, densest way possible with like little cartoons and you know examples and stories so that it's a very, very quick and easy to read book. That was the intention. And uh, that was actually, it's actually, when you say it's out now, the book was released years ago, like around 2001, and uh, I actually pulled it off the market, and now we've, we've kind of brought it back. So. Yeah, yeah, so it's a comeback, awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm, then I'll put a link uh, to his site below this, uh, this uh, episode as well, um, uh, but you can also get it at geniusesofcopywriting.com forward slash Mark Joyner. That's M-A-R-K-J-O-Y-N-E-R. Let me say one thing about that, by the way, um, that's, that's interesting. So the, when people go to that now, there is a video there that Russell Brunson and I created together. It yeah. was actually part of a, a reality show that Russell was shooting. So Russell brought me on 
Uh, well, I, can, oh, I don't want to spoil it because the show's not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, when Russell releases the reality show, you'll see me there. Um, but what, what I really think is whether people are interested in the book or not, I think that they should go watch that video because watching that video by itself, which will only take about five minutes of their time, will give them a pretty powerful marketing education in itself. I mean, you've seen it, would you? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it, and it's a great video. And it's like what we were, we were having a discussion earlier today about making your, making your marketing useful. Because obviously on your, it's on your website, but uh, it's useful, it's good training. And if people watch that, that, uh, that whole five minutes of the video, it's some of the best copywriting training you can get. Thank so, you. Thank so you. that's okay. G- Geniuses of copywriting.com forward slash Mark Joyner, M A R K J O Y N E R. I'm going to chuck a link uh, below this episode. And uh, um, I'd also like to thank Mark for coming on. Uh, uh, despite your uh, busy schedule, I know you're about to fly out. So I appreciate your time. And uh, um, I strongly recommend um, that people go out and, and grab that book now. It's very valuable. Thanks, bud. It's been a great time. It's been great meeting you. Yeah, same to you, and thanks for being on the show. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.